That's Retro Fandango. That's Retro Fandango. When it's Android over iPhone, and you can keep your stupid amiibo, and always bashing on Nintendo. But that's Retro Fandango. That's Retro Fandango. Thanks, Retro Fandango. So what's up with your grammar? Is that you or is it a Canadian thing? Because I've tried correcting you many times it's, on it's, the show. It's Twitter. It's it's casual. It's casual. Uh, Twitter's casual. This show is casual. Everything's casual. Nothing else nah, can... you you got to get a handle on that. Because okay, that what, did, what, what did I say wrong? You, uh, you said uh, there isn't enough wallpapers. Now, there, there were some other words in there too, but that, that was the... That was the damning element. There isn't enough wallpapers. Well, when you say it like that, it sounds wrong. But when you just read wow. it quick on Twitter, you're, you're not supposed to analyze everything that I write on Twitter. I'm chewing Why right couldn't now. you do that all freaking morning to eat, to eat? You're bugging me, busting my chops about grammar and here you are chewing into no, your microphone i don't have all morning i've got 30 minutes to get ready for this you, i wake up at 5 30 this is your choice your choice to record at this time yeah but yeah i gotta i gotta boil some hot water for my tea i gotta get a little food in me i gotta come in here turn the computer on it's got like set up and then skype does its thing for a while i'm, I'm telling you like Very the best noise is when you scrape that spoon on the bowl that's even better than oh yeah. I can hear people turning this podcast off en masse. Did I say that right? This is relatable. This is relatable because this is exactly what they do. Did you know some of our listeners, the grown adults out there, they still eat cereal for dinner? I do that. Some of them. They brag about it too. They post on it. Well, like, I don't oh, know. Look, look, I <laughs> ate this bowl of sugar for dinner. I don't know if I brag about it, but uh, I've been in uh, situations before where, you know, the shopping has run out and uh, there's no groceries left in the house and uh, there, there's some cereal there. So might as well just smell down on some cereal. But I eat healthy cereal. Everything's high fiber, not a lot of sugar. The only sugar oh, yeah, in there got... is from the, uh, the fruit that I add, the fresh fruit. I got bananas in this. Bananas are good. Bananas. What kind of cereal is that? What are you eating? It's a granola. No, it's, it's actually got uh, chocolate in it. Too. Okay, well there you go. You can't. What's that? It's the only one in the house, and I didn't have time to make anything else. You know what hypocrite means, right? That's in your grammar. You want to school. talk about hypocrites? Yes. That friggin' daredevil. Okay. Daredevil slash Matt Murdock is the least interesting element of that show. And and I I mean that him in and out of the costume. I just finished up season two, and like everybody points it out and talks and tells him how big of a hypocrite he is, right. uh, and and he's the only one that doesn't get it, and that's the reason why I just I I can't really like his character. I'm gonna chew now. You can go ahead. Welcome, everyone, to episode 105 of Retro Fandango. 
Um, no, this is 106. 105 is the episode I'm looking at on the forums right now, going through all the comments we got about our stellar episode 105 with our uh, buddy Duke. Fandango Boner. Yes, our, the Fandango Boner, as, he's also, as he also wants to go by. <laughs> yeah. That was uh, a pretty... Uh didn't attempt on him to uh, hide his true feelings there. <laughs> like, hey, um, how come I never get a nickname or anything? Um, geez, I really wish I had a nickname. They didn't call me anything. How about Boner? <laughs> uh, yeah, okay, I guess we'll stick with that. Yeah, sure. Maybe I'll be your Boner. <laughs> boner. I, and normally, I would, I would be against someone giving themselves a nickname, especially on this show. Like, that's not how it works. We assign you a nickname. You, you just don't give yourself one. But when somebody comes up and says they want to be your boner, you just have to accept it and say yes. I mean, who else is going to say yes to that? Most people would be offended. Boner. I also enjoyed... You bite a baby. <laughs> You bite a baby. <laughs> you, know, you know how tempted I was to put at the end of the show. Let's see. Let's see if I can do it on the fly here. You bite a baby. Boner. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought that'd be wrong. I thought, I thought he right. I think he would you like it. You should never do that. No. no. You bite a baby. Boner. That is... Good call. You should not have done that because yeah. that, that would be inappropriate. It would have been very inappropriate. Mm. So that's why I didn't do it. Mm. But I thought about it. All right. So let's. Uh, we got lots of comments here on episode 105. I'm just going to pick one at random. I'm just going to scroll through them all here. And, uh, oh, why not? Uh, you know, uh, a Latino lawyer, you know, he's always, he always has good comments. Let's see. What does he say this time? Says, man, that was an insanely tough set of trivia. Well, let me try to read it again. Man, that was an insanely tough. Okay, let me try to read that again. Man, that was an insanely tough set of questions in the trivia game. I would have walked away with zero points under that kind of pressure. He's talking about our cartoon trivia. I don't know. Did you find that was uh, unfair at all, Richard? You answered six uh, correct, so it couldn't have been that uh, tough. They're tough, but I'm a pro. A pro, eh? Just the last one. Yeah, a pro. <laughs> <laughs> All the professionals show up with the scraping of the spoon on the bowl. Anyways, uh, yeah. Um, I would pick a comment, too, but I'm still busy chewing. Yeah, no, no. It will, it will, you only have time for one. Anyways, uh, if you're listening to this episode, really, it was episode uh, 105 that you should listen to. If you skipped 105 and went to 106, that you really should go back to 105. That was a really good one. This one is it's not going to be as good. But 105 was a lot of fun, and Duke was a lot of fun to have on, and the trivia game was a lot of fun. <laughs> And, I mean, you'd miss... You bite a baby. I mean, you can hear that live. Recorded live, anyways. But nothing gets your uh, gets you uh, back to uh, setting up the soundboard. That's some fresh clips. That was definitely my motivation. Mm. I think we got to change our, um, 
our, our wording behind the scenes too, uh, like our peapod episodes. You're burping now too. What are? Did you like take Joe's notes? <laughs> like the Joe likes. I'm trying to contribute, but I'm trying to swallow at the same time. Ah, <laughs> uh, see. Ah, uh, boner. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I did. I didn't. I didn't say anything. I didn't say a word. Uh, okay, let's get back on the track. Let's get back on the rails. Back on. This is a professional show. The cereal's down. The bowl's down. What's going on? What are you talking about? What do we need to do? Uh, I have no idea. Oh, all right. All right. So what are we talking about today? Um, uh, STD um, check. Star Trek Discovery. What did you think of this week's episode? Uh, did you watch it? No, <laughs> I did not. Dang. Good for you. <laughs> did you? I, I, I might tap. It's. There were elements that were a little bit okay in this one. Yeah. But, yeah, I, um, I just can't stand the characters anymore. I just... I, I'm, I'm, I was sitting through the, the whole thing, and I'm just constantly looking away, like, checking the buttons on my shirt, doing anything other than staring at the screen. Yeah, I just kept thinking of the, the Klingon baby and the Klingons and the... the uh, what's her name that shows up from the alternate universe? I can't remember her name. Cho or Chu? Um, or... um, Captain DeJor... De Giorgio? Captain Giorgio? Giorgio. Giorgio. Well, anyway, she shows up. And, and, you know, I just... I don't want to do this again. I don't want to do it. So I think I'm out. I think I'm done. I What I did instead was watch another episode of Deep Space Nine. There you go. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we're right, we're in the heat of uh, episode, or sorry, season four, and uh, there's a lot of stuff that uh, I'm remembering why I, like, what I disliked about the show the first time around. Um, so Worf is back, he's with the crew, and it's, it's kind of frustrating, like, the, the stuff that they're doing with him is very well done, very well, well acted, uh, very well written. But my only issue with it is that it's the same stuff that they did on the next generation already. We went through this already. So he, um, so on the next generation, you may remember, he had to um, forego his honor for the better of the relationship between the Klingons and the and Starfleet. You know, it was going to be a big mess for him to keep his honor and for the truth to come out and all that stuff. So they had to do a big cover up. And as a result, he had to he would lose his honor. Mm -hmm. And then eventually, as the seasons went on in that, he was able to regain his honor back. And here we are on DS9 and it's the exact same thing. Um, the Klingons are do like they're fighting with the Cardassians and the relationship is very... Uh, uh, there's a lot of tension there between them and the Federation to where it's kind of, it's decrumble. It's like, it's not meshing as nicely as it did in the, in the past few decades. 
they're not exactly at war, but they're not exactly friends. And a lot of this, again, Worf has to lose his uh, his honor again. I guess there's only so much you can do with Worf. And, and to be fair, to be critical, um, uh, when they brought him on, it was for ratings. Yeah. It wasn't like this... Uh, you know, behind the scenes thing. Oh, we got this great plan going on. They they wanted to boost ratings of for course. DS9. So yeah, they but just... I, <clears throat> why wouldn't you go like even the actor uh, Michael Doran say like we already did this. Why not do something different with Worf? Um, he's having having trouble fitting in. Um, he wants to be a commander, but he's screwing up. It's all the exact same thing as a TNG. I know they're building up to uh, him and uh, Dax eventually get together, which he already did with Troy. It's ah, that didn't go anywhere. That was just okay. So it, okay, that was like in the last season, right? All right. Yeah, well, I haven't well, got I, there I yet. Like I just, <clears throat> I, I only remember bits and pieces from you know the, the first time around, and uh, I don't know. Maybe they go somewhere somewhere else with Dax, but it just seems to be like just the same thing. So I, I don't know. It's kind of conflicted. Like I, I feel like it's like okay, that that was a good episode. I but and even um, uh, Cisco. Uh, bald Cisco, everyone loves Bald Cisco, and I like him. But I think what everybody likes about him is that they made him more like Picard than he was before. Like he was like his own <laughs> weird self, and in this one, he's very, um, I don't know, like Picard. Like he's making making decisions based on, uh, um, you know, political decisions and that. Like he used to think more with his gut. He would do things with his like what he what he felt was right. And now he's he's very apolitical, I find. Anyway. Yeah. Well, you, if you keep watching, you might consider it more of a character arc. Uh, Cisco does go through uh, more of a character change than like oh, almost anybody else in, in Star Trek. They they really, from the beginning to the, to the end of the last season, he really does change a lot. <clears throat> Based on all of his experiences with the war, you could say it's all the writers and stuff. But um, uh, there, there's an interesting video out there uh, saying like, "Is is Cisco the anti-Picard?" Oh yeah, uh, and you know, yeah, it's uh, it might be a little spoilery if uh, okay. and, and talk about some of the stuff that happens later on. But some point, uh, you might want to check that out. There's also videos of Cisco just yelling at people. It's <laughs> a compilation of him screaming. I have <laughs> seen a few of those. Yeah, uh, um, uh, yeah I, I think it's you're in the adjustment period right now yeah. where you know they just have to set up the new Deep Space Nine. And then once it, it really starts kicking, you get some good stuff. If you're in season four, you probably got um, a really good Jake episode. Uh, it's called The Visitor. I haven't got to that one yet. No? <laughs> no? I haven't seen Jake do anything very well yet. He was, they did this one two-part episode where they go back to Earth uh, because there's this conspiracy to um, make up, basically make up a, an attack on Earth from the Dominion. They, you know, they're, they uh, make up, uh, like this is all like with behind like, uh, some sort of faction within the the Federation, within Starfleet. Oh, because Section they, 31. Well, they want to bump up security, right? But there's no, like, political mm-hmm. will within the Federation to bump it up. So they they start making, like, these little fake attacks from the, the founders, from Odo's people, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they're making cuts to build up security, and they go back to Earth, and it's Cisco's uh, dad, and the stuff with the grandfather, and that. It's a two-part episode, and it was okay, but it it felt like it should have been a lot better than 
than what it was um, because they don't really, I don't know. It, again, that was something that they did on the next generation with the, the people with the worms, with the, the spikes sticking out of the back of their necks. You know? Is that the one where um, uh, blood is involved? Yeah, oh, lots of blood in this season where they're you know extracting blood. That's the way to figure yeah, out yeah, if somebody yeah. is a shapeshifter or not. Yeah, I remember parts of that. There were some good uh, back and forths between Cisco and his dad in that, if I remember. It was okay. Um, it yeah, just, I haven't seen it in a while. Yeah, I, it was okay. It was fine. It was just, I don't know, for a two-part. Um, I'm getting, by the way, I'm getting all my complaints out of the way up front because I, I do, I am really enjoying the, the show. Um, there is a few episodes, too, where like it, every time they're in that holodeck, like, there's this one where... It's right there, right there, right there. You just said it, there is a few episodes. <sighs> okay, there I, are... I, I need to know, is that you or is that it a Canadian is me. thing? It probably is me. I don't have, uh, I don't have good grammars. <laughs> <laughs> I grew up in a, um, you know, small town in northern Ontario. <laughs> I, and I, they're either hockey players or miners or uh, they're working in uh, some sort of trade. So not mm-hmm. everybody there has uh, uh, the best grammar. So and I, I don't know. So, so you know, I'm trying my best here. So okay. So there are a few episodes with them in the Hollow Suite. Uh, one episode with Julian, where he is this James Bond kind of character. Yeah, that's and it. Was very cringe that episode. Waiting. But then there's an uh, an episode that follows it up with um, uh, O'Brien, and uh, he does something in the. Um, see now I got to think about every word that I say. This is crazy. Okay, how do I? Um... <laughs> You're in my head now. Ah, I can't even talk. Go ahead, say whatever you like. Uh, he gets busted by a alien race for doing something they never really explained what he did but his punishment was that they implant um uh 20 years of imprisonment in his brain and he and he remembers 20 years um and i actually would watch that episode back when i was running the show in the in the late 90s i I would watch that episode because it was good it was very twilight zone-ish um it's it's like the opposite of the inner light from tng yeah yeah exactly uh, but that was really good. Um, and yeah, I don't know. Overall, I, I am still enjoying the show. It's just there there are the little things that are popping up that I'm remembering that are like, oh, yeah, I remember that. I remember yeah, well, if, like if you that. have certain issues with it, like if you don't like Dax, I don't, you know, she's not going to change personalities or anything. Well, eventually, don't they change Dax, like the character? Oh, okay, Dax? so you do know about I that. Do she remember. does change personalities. I, re- I remember the last <laughs> season of DS9, there was some character changes that were, like, brilliant. They were amazing. And it, and it, if they would have happened at the beginning of the show, it would have been so much better. Like, uh, Dr. Julian Bashir doesn't seem to have too much to do from episode to episode. He's either... They're ma- building up that he's a little bit of a playboy, but then, like, I don't know. He's just there as the doctor all the time. He did, he, his episodes aren't very good. And then I remember, did I say that right? They're not very good? Is that okay? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I remember there was, uh, was it he, it turns out that he's like some sort of genius or something, and he's been hiding it this whole time. 
and his parents they, come to yeah, the they mess station. Around, yeah, they mess around with his character to ma- make him a little more interesting. Yeah, that would have been... He was kind of the, the bland character. Yeah. He's like the Harry Kim of DS9. <laughs> yeah, and that would have been... Or the... Wesley. Who's the guy from Enterprise? Uh, oh, geez, uh, I don't know. Everybody Mayweather. Throw, throw his name. Dart at the board on Enterprise. <laughs> <there>. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, but that made him that made him much more interesting. And I thought, oh, they should have done that from the beginning. Can you imagine him trying to hold back that uh, that information from day one? That would have been something else. Yeah, and it wouldn't have seemed like, oh, hey, we just made this up <laughs> if they had done it a lot earlier. But uh, after after we recorded the last episode and uh, we were talking about how the characters, you know, they have a problem and they don't tell each other anything. The very first episode of DS9 we watched after that recording, uh, Cisco has a vision and uh, mm-hmm. they go to they, like he's like, oh, my, what is this? I don't understand what's going on. And it goes to commercial. It comes back from commercial, and he's right there in sick bay, and uh, Doctor Bashir is scanning his head and saying, "Well, you know, you got some uh, stuff happening in here. I can give you some stuff." And I'm like, "I've just raised my hands. I'm looking at Sarah. I'm like, see, this is it right here. You know, it, you watch it, and the aliens are always, you know, hiding stuff. They're always, you know, uh, not telling the full truth and all that because that's what you expect from them. Yeah, that's what you, you expect from aliens, but." The Starfleet officers amongst amongst themselves are always sharing each other information with each other. You know? If, if you're enjoying that feeling, don't watch the latest episode of Discovery. Okay, I'm not. I, I'm done. I think I'm done. I'm pretty sure I'm done with that show. <laughs> oh, also one thing I was um, – I, I gave myself a pat on the back for uh, is we were talking about um, uh, data clips a, a little while ago. Yeah. And I mentioned the the one where Data's like, "Hey, we gotta drop the shields," and he was breaking command yes, a little bit. That's right, yeah. Breaking protocol. They they do the same thing in this episode of Discovery. <laughs> of course they do. I swear, it's like it's like the writers are just looking at the same YouTube clips we are. Uh, <laughs> and it's like, oh, that yeah, let's make that an episode. Except add a lot of dramatic music because uh, there can't be any f- second of silence. No. And uh, the the people argue. Everyone argues back and forth. You yep. know. And I, I marked it. It was about seven minutes in. We got the first Michael Burnham um, con- contradicting authority. And uh, someone makes a decision. So this is what we're going to do. He said, no, oh, no, no, no. I'm space Jesus. Do what I say. <laughs> space yeah. Jesus. But, and it happens like two or three times in that episode. Mm. Um, but I can stop here because it. I can pretend that one of the characters I don't like died and just... I can have that as like a half happy ending. So, okay, yeah. Is it Michael Burnham? Does she die? Nah, it's the annoying one. Oh, which one's that? <laughs> they're, uh, all, they're all annoying. Uh, Tilly. Tilly. That's all I know her. Yeah. Tilly. I don't she's know not, she she's just the... so pandering. She's so pandering to all the nerds out there. Look, I'm yeah. a nerd too. Aren't they cool? You know, she's like it's, this, it's not. It's not even girl. a nerd thing. It's it's awkward. Yeah, she, yeah. she's awkward. Yeah, it's that always office. fumbling and talking yeah. too much or Eesh. that office right. humor. Yeah. Tell me about Diablo two. So, Sarah and I bought Diablo two for our uh, anniversary last October, and uh, we've been plucking away at it once in a while. Uh, it's really. It's a. It's still a good game. 
ex- there's just a few little things in it that you know like the inventory is really small and uh it doesn't uh you have to be sure to sit like to open the game as an administrator or it won't save the game properly there's just a few little quirks in it uh, because it's such an old game you know it's, it's an old game running on newer pcs uh, if you were running it on an old PC, you'd be fine. So before all you console players, you know, get ready to hold your fingers up. I mean, the the, the the fact that you could play this game on a modern PC is an accomplishment. Can you play your old SNES games on a modern console? No. Unless you buy them again. Anyways. We're at, uh, we, were ha- we were having fun with it, but it was very launch slog and all that. Uh, so there was this... Uh, update to a mod for the game that uh, came out called uh, median excel and basically what this mod does is it doesn't touch anything anything that will break the gameplay or anything like that i'm always leery about mods taking away too much of the original core game and all it does is tweak and alter a few things make a few quality of life adjustments to the game uh, to make it more playable on modern PCs. So for one, the, it bumps the resolution. It um, And it makes it so that you can just open the game and not have to worry about opening it as an administrator. Uh, and then some of the restrictions were um, the resolution for the game was only 800 by 600. Why are you smiling at me? Am I saying something wrong? My Probably, but now I'm thinking about like so many other different things right now. <laughs> Okay, I'm sorry I'm, bo- I'm boring you. <laughs> well, I'm listening. All right. right. So anyways, the game was originally designed to play at 800 by 600 uh, resolution. Uh, so that was why your inv- inventory was so restricted uh, because they just couldn't fit as many items into that uh, res- that window. And plus, uh, they couldn't bump up the resolution because if it did, it all like if you entered into a dungeon all the enemies in the dungeon would be alerted to you and they would all just rush you as soon as you walked through into a room. So uh, what this mod does is it tweaks all that and it kind of, and it fixes all that. It uh, gets rid of the, uh, you'd have to have a scroll every time you want to go back to town. You needed a town scroll or, and mm-hmm. then you'd need um, an identified identification scroll. If you, if you picked up something and it wasn't identified. So everything mm-hmm. in the game is just identified. Now it gets rid of all that uh, micromanaging. And uh, man, we're having a blast with the with the game now. We were at um, I, th- I was at like level seventeen or something like that, and we were on the last act of uh, chapter one. And before I put on the mod, I told Sarah, you know, I'm not. Sh- I, I we're gonna have to probably restart the game, start back at the beginning, because the mod probably won't work with our older characters. And she's like, oh, I don't know if I want to do that. I said, well, let's just try it. And if it doesn't work, we can take everything off and go back. So we put um, so we put on the mods. And, of course, the old character didn't work. So we started back from the beginning. By the end of the day, we were already past the point that, we were, that it took us like a month to get to. We already hmm. we finished Chapter 1. And we were both in, like, we both leveled up to Level 20. So what it does is it makes the game a little more fast-paced. Because uh, it can mm-hmm. put more enemies on on the screen, but it compensates that by allowing you to level up quicker, so you can keep mm-hmm. up with the uh, extra number of uh, enemies. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, we're just uh, having a good time with it. We've we've run into one stumbling block so far, where you need to go into one dungeon and get a cube, but the game starts you off with that cube. It's like an um, 
an expansion cube. It allows you to expand your inventory. So we were a little confused there, but what you do is you just find two other items and it'll just, it'll unlock, like it'll say the mission's completed because you already have the cube that you're looking for. But other than that stumbling block so far, we've been enjoying the game. It's like it's like the Diablo 2 that you remember from back in the day. Hmm. If I remember right, uh, the inventory, like when you um, <clears throat> collected your, your magic and healing potions and stuff. Yeah. Did it put the, each one in a separate uh, spot? Still does that, yeah. <clears throat> it's a pain in the ass. Because I, I think uh, like in Torchlight, it would just tally it up like you got five of these you got six of these yeah you can stack them you can't you can't do that on uh, in diablo 2 even with this mod it doesn't allow you to do that but you have so much more inventory space that it doesn't doesn't affect you that much and then in um diablo 2 you have the belt as well you have a belt that will store a few uh, potions in there where Hmm. that's where your quick access like you press one two or three or four yeah yeah I remember just spending so much time every time I got picked up uh, potions and stuff, I would have to organize them yeah. in my inventory, put them all together. So I spent a lot of my time just doing that. Just yeah. put, oh, put all the red ones over here, put all the blue ones over here. <laughs> you probably will still have to do that if you're obsessive compulsive, but if you're not like me and you just don't care, <laughs> you just want to, then it'll t- it take you forever to fill up your inventory with, mm. uh, with those potions. And plus, you got that yeah. cube. You got a cube in there that expands your inventory even more. So, uh, where we were going back and forth between town and the dungeons constantly, going and selling stuff and all that, we can go through an entire dungeon now and still have room left over in our inventories, even with picking everything up. And uh, it also drops a lot more gold. You get tons and tons of gold, and it compensates that by making the stuff you pick up not worth as much. So you're not constantly filling up your inventory full of stuff just to go and sell it. You don't need that much stuff because you're just getting that much more gold. Mm. So it's a really cool mod. It was really like you could tell these guys worked on it for a long time and, uh, you know, just made the, the right adjustments just to make it a little more playable. So having fun with that. Sounds cool. You're making me want to finally pick up Torchlight 2. That's a good game. Which is on sale right now. How much is it? It's 80% off. That's, yeah, it was a fun game. I love that game. Yeah, the first one was really fun. Um, I definitely should. I, I was, we were actually tempted before firing up Diablo 2 again to just play Torchlight again, but I think Torchlight mm-hmm. 2 has a multiplayer, online, online multiplayer. Hey, you know what? Uh, you know what? Torchlight Two has what? A, a recommendation from Twitch. Oh, nice! Yeah, there you go. You you wrote it in here. Best action RPG game. Dot 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 dot. Ever. Wow. Yeah. That's high praise from him. Considering his favorite game, I think is Titan Quest, which is an action RPG game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Uh, right. yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I'm. Uh, they're having this uh, lunar sale, whatever, yep. on Steam right now. Yep. So I'm looking at that. But probably not gonna pick up that Star Trek. Oh, come on! It's good. It's so much fun. Star and Trek I imagine Bridge it Crew. is, but I, I I just can't picture myself sitting there like Captain Musty. We gotta fire Fader. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, you don't. No, it's all about like micromanaging your station and uh, taking out Klingons. And it's a, it's a lot yeah. of fun. Uh, so it does I, look fun, but uh, yeah, I, I realistically, I'm never going to get into one of these multiplayer matches, so I'm never going to... Why not? Why wouldn't you? Because of timing and everything. We're, we're like, doing this right now. Why can't we just do a, a, some bridge crew at this time? Because we're doing a recording, and then, and then one of you our, know, that eats up all our time. Just uh, take one of these recording times, do a recording another time, and uh, we play some bridge crew. We were having so much fun. It was good times. I was playing with Josh Creepleet and uh, Bill. Um, they both have the VR headsets, so you have to sit there and wait for them to finish playing with their fingers before you can actually play the game because they're busy pointing at things and moving, moving their fingers. That's all they do. They sit there and they move their <laughs> fingers around. And then they look at you, who's not moving because you can't move because you just, I just have the mouse and keyboard. I don't have VR. And then once they get through with that, then finally we start playing the game. And um, there was only three of us, so we were having a tough time. But if we had four, man, we'd, we'd be, it'd be down. It'd be down, man. It'd be down to Chinatown. It'd be so much fun. We just need that fourth person. I didn't. I saw like uh, a couple other people had picked that up, didn't they? No, nobody's picked it up. Everyone's a, a poopy head. Uh. Not picking it up. Poopy heads are not picking it up. Cool people picked it up. And it's a blast. So your captain, you know, he's got all the information there on what to do, like what we need to do next and where we need to go and what our uh, mission is. So that's why he does the little bit of delegation. And then in engineering, you are in charge of the power delegation. Uh, so, for instance, if you give a little, little more power to the phaser banks, the phasers have uh, more range. So the person at tactical can sit there at tactical and say, okay, I need a little more power to the phasers because the Klingon is you know, 15 kilometers away and our maximum range is 10 kilometers. So they can give you a little more power to the phasers that would boost your range to 20 kilometers and then you can get that Klingon in the 15 kilometer position. And you know, you got to change your targets and all that and you're getting information from the captain on what you need to do and you can beam up people and from ships that are blowing up. So you got to turn turn the shields down, you power down the shields, and then you tell the, you know, the uh, uh, engineer, I'm powering down the shields, so if you, can take, you can take some power from the shields if you need it for the phasers or whatever. So if he does that and he moves it, say, to the, to, uh, to the engines, that makes your, you know, you can move faster, so you can move out of the way of uh, Klingon targets, of being, of being a Klingon target. It's fun, and then he does, and then the engineer, the engineer does some fixing. Like as stuff gets damaged as the ship gets hit, so he fixes stuff. The only thing he can't fix is the hull, so that's like your life meter. Every time the hull takes some damage, you know that that's eventually if you run out of uh, hullness, <laughs> like uh, if, it, if the hull reaches zero percent, that's it. It's uh, you you fail the mission, uh, and then someone else is at the helm. And they're flying the ship around. They've got to fly the ship around objects and that. And then if the Klingon is, you know, starboard, you know, like move a little more to the left kind of thing or to the right so I can, so we can get the Klingon in our phaser arc and you can shoot at the Klingon. It's a lot of fun. It's good. It sounds fun. I, I, I imagine that it, it could be fun. The only thing was, like, could be fun. you know, because the captain, because I was at tactical for one game and Bill was at oh, the helm. Oh, what? I was going to say, who was captain? Uh, Josh. Josh was captain. 
and okay, that's uh, he was moving. Actually, we I think we played three rounds, and we all did a round of captain. And uh, Josh was uh, as captain. He had to move back and forth between engineering, because <clears throat> the 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 AI that runs engineering does a great job of moving the the power around, but he wasn't fixing anything. Like stuff would be damaged and it wouldn't get fixed. So Josh moves over there. He's like, "Yeah, this guy's not fixing anything, so he has to fix this and that." And so that's all. We just need someone at engineering that can just do that, and then we could we could take on a uh, we could take on a board cube. It, it sounds to me like uh, what it was. Well, I guess what it still is. If you're sitting around your dining room table with your D and D books, <laughs> yeah, and, okay. and you assign each other names. What's and, wrong with that? And, I just, I don't know. I, I can't imagine you sitting there with, uh, with your wizard hat on and, and playing pretend. It's a Star Trek. a bunch hat. of other people. It's a Star Trek. I'm playing a video game. Yeah. I, my hands are on mouse and keyboard and I'm playing a video game. It's just with other people and we're running a ship. Okay. And it's fun. The power of Star Trek. I can't imagine there would be any other game that would get you to do this. Any other franchise. Phone. Would you play Ghostbusters? Would you play Ghostbusters in a game? I did. The Ghostbusters, the video game. And then I went on. No, no, no. Like with, with other people. Like, like yeah, uh, you I, sit I around and, and somebody's like, oh, hey, uh, uh, Mars, you got to scan this. And, and then you scan it and you, you tell people, you know, I think there's a ghost in the other room. We got to look out. Don't cross the streams. Yeah, I would. The Ghostbusters <laughs> enter the room. Yeah, I would. That sounds like fun. Why not? Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, like, haven't you always wanted to be on the bridge or the Enterprise and you know yeah, do the stuff? Yeah, it sounds That's, cool. This is it. But I just this like, is it. If I played it, I would. I would just play it on my own. I don't know. No, you got to play with other people. You playing on your own is like you're playing with friends too. It's not like you're playing with you know random dildos on the internet who are gonna you know freak out if they don't if they don't get the captain's chair or whatever. You're playing with friends who are working together to do a thing. Mm. I'll I'll maybe I'll put it on the wish list. <sighs> wish list. Come on, get it, get it. Get it so we could play. I would rather. I'd rather play that. Uh, I'd rather play the Star Trek 25th anniversary because I never started that. Up. You can't play that. And there's uh, judgment rights, which I don't have. I, I don't Ju- want to play it multiplayer. Judgment rights is. I'm gonna play it at my good. pace when I can. <sighs> I, I don't get it a lot of time to do my gaming these days. So uh, if if I had. Like three people waiting. He's like, "Oh, where, where is the engineer? He's not here." And I'm like, oh, well, something happened. I couldn't make it." Yeah, that would be fine. That would be fine. That would be fine. Everyone would be yeah. fine. Making excuses. Someone do it. Try to get Sarah to get it too. Was... She won't get it. Oh, I don't be there you go. I want to watch Sarah. No, she doesn't want to do it either. Nobody wants to do it. Yeah. It's fun. What can I say? Josh what isn't saying e- nobody wants to do it. Josh isn't even a, a Star Trek fan. He doesn't even know what's going on. I'm like, we could take on a board cube. He's like, I don't know what that is. <laughs> Seriously. But he's having fun. Oh, you did you get the uh, the next generation stuff too? Yeah, well, if you get the DLC on the on the Steam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. you got it. You, you I did, yeah. That extra stuff. Yeah. I want I want to take on a board cube. But you're not on the Enterprise, right? You're just you're on some other starship. Uh, uh, yeah. Well, the okay, the so first okay the the DLC you're on the Enterprise. 
I think. Okay, so yeah, sure. I was giving my next question. Are you actually on the Enterprise D for that stuff? I think so. I th- but the but they don't have the regular characters and crew. No, they're all new. Yeah, yeah, they're characters. all just generic characters. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I think the if the first ship you get is is some J.J. Abrams universe ship. It's just a generic starship. It's actually a starship built for this game. And then uh, you get. I'm not sure if it's the Enterprise D or if it's just a Galaxy class starship. And then you can play the 60s too, and I believe that is the Enterprise. Huh. 60s Enterprise. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, a Galaxy class vessel—they all look the same. Right. It's just have different names and registration. Yeah. I th- I'm I'm not 100 percent sure if that one is the actual Enterprise. If it's just a different one. It's good. It's fun. Hmm. Nice. Anything nice. you'd like to talk about now? I'm talking about Star Trek um, for 40 minutes. Oh, I'll mention this. Uh, after the success of last uh, episode's trivia, yes, I would like to announce that Fandango trivia is back. It will be coming back. Okay. And it's going to be different, though. It's going to be different, because I know you hate trivia. Like Deep down, you actually hate it. I hate you don't doing like it. having it. Like yeah, you it. hate doing it, but you're going to okay. because you know you're usually the only other person here. <laughs> but but it's gonna it's it's gonna come up sporadically. It's gonna be hidden. So I'm not allowed to know when this trivia is happening. Happening? No, no. And it's it's. Um, remember when we, we used to rip off the Jeopardy thing, right? Yes. And, and when you're doing Jeopardy. You got the daily doubles. You know, yes. you're just doing your thing, answering questions, yes. and then suddenly, do 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 do. You get right. the the daily double. Everybody gets excited. They start clapping. That's yes. like the happiest part of that. So we're gonna do that. So what what, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna have some questions prepared, based on different topics, and we'll just go about the show and and start talking about stuff as usual, and uh, then if you happen to stumble across one of these topics. You know, maybe it would be like a, <laughs> okay. a next generation question. So right. if we start talking about next generation, right. we do our little, you know, talk and then it's like, oh, hey, you know what? Do, 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 do. You just found a, a Fandango trivia question. And then I'll present you with the question and then we, we can return to conversation as normal. So do you have these questions already? You have them now? Yes. But so you got to f- stumble across one of the topics organically. You know, I'm not going to force it on you. Uh, Star Trek, the original series. Nope. Uh, Ghostbusters. Now, see, this isn't uh, how it works. We're, spo- <laughs> we're supposed to just talk about things. We're talking. And then eventually uh, it would just, uh... Batman. Come up. Uh, the Japanese gross domestic product. Is that a thing? <laughs> it's not uh, on my list. All right. Okay. So it's it's so, so a random be thing. prepared listener. Okay. Yeah. The yeah. trivia will just come up at random. Can you give us an example? Uh, uh I don't want to give away my questions. Oh. It'd be useful. be useful. No, I can't. Okay. Let's just say that. It's like you like you, you start talking about Nintendo and then I'll ask you a Nintendo question. Okay. Like okay. Nintendo sucks. Not on my list. Oh. Uh, the NES Classic. That thing is stupid. Sure. Uh, I hate Amiibos. They're dumb. 
Hey, you know what? I, I got <laughs> tempted by an amiibo. Oh, yeah. I think for the first time, I was actually like somewhat tempted. Ridley? Because <clears throat> uh, like um, a few weeks ago, I walked into a store and I passed by them. And uh, I saw the Sonic one. I was like, ooh, oh. Sonic. That's kind of cool. But I was looking at it and I thought, I don't really like the pose. Yeah. He's, he's like running. He's leaning forward. I didn't really like that. But I... I picked it up and i looked at amiibo for the first time in a really long time i was like hey, you know maybe that would be kind of cool but i put it back but then i was playing punch out and i remembered oh they got a little mac amiibo that's right yeah yeah that would be kind of cool because i'm totally down with all the punch out games and i started looking at it online like, yeah maybe but nah, probably not so i got tempted by by an amiibo I, yeah, I never picked up that Sonic one. I didn't like the pose either. I was tempted. Yeah. Like, I thought, eh, maybe, but no. Even the little Mac one, I'm not totally sold on. It's all right. He's, he's, he's throwing a hook. Yeah. 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 It's all right. Um, yeah. I didn't... There's a, a, the Ridley one. That's the one that kind of interests me. But I don't know if that's rare or whatever. It's a bigger one, I think, so it costs more. So I was just kind of, eh, whatever. Gave up. You could probably just find some sort of... Ridley product that's not an amiibo. I don't I'm know. sure there must be some sort of. You think so? Metroid stuff is hard to come by. You know what I did find? I can't remember what they're go to, called. Go to some Chinese website. I'm sure you'll find it. There's like the Sony version of amiibos. I can't remember what they're called or something. Um, but I saw them in EB Games today. I, I went in EB Games today for the first time in a, in a while. And uh, they had um, Horizon Zero Dawn ones. But. Uh, Aloy, she didn't, I don't know, she didn't look good. She had, like, her, her features were not great looking. She was holding this bow and arrow, and there was no string on the bow and arrow. It was just, like, her hand was just out there in the air. I can't remember what they're called. They're, like, um... I, think I might... just typed in PlayStation Amiibo. Let's see what comes up. Uh, PlayStation Amiibo ripoff. Uh, Totaku? That sounds right. So they got like, uh, well, just PlayStation characters. Uh, so you can get that little, um, well, no, there was, was that guy Sock Boy? No, there was, um, boy? Bag Boy? Uh, yeah, so, uh, Sock Boy? Something like that. No, they had the Xbox ones too, because there was Halo and, um, What's the other what's the other franchise from Xbox? Crimson Skies. If they had one of those, I'd buy it. Um, no, it wasn't Crimson Skies. It was something else. They had uh, Wipeout. They had one of the the vehicles from Wipeout. But anyways, they just didn't look that great, so I didn't pick them up. They were kind of pricey too. I, I don't I don't want to collect. I don't want to collect more stuff. I don't need more stuff. Hmm. Anyways, um, I did finish uh, Bionic Commando for the RF Gen um, uh, Fang. The so you, NES you have Challenge. official credit for that? Yep. You're, you're the first person to do that? Yeah, I did Bionic Commando, and then I uh, ended up uh, playing Rad Racer 1 and 2 because someone did pick up Mega Man 5 while I was playing Bionic Commando. I couldn't... It took me a while to finish that game. That game was tough, man. Um, I never got into it. It it took me a while to get into the the swinging, like the you you can't jump, and 
you know, there's like a platform there. It's like, if I could just jump on there, that would be so much easier. But I got this thing. But I, I, you know, eventually you get into it. It's just like um, Castlevania. You know, you got restrictions. The character can only move uh, so so many different ways. So once you get into it, that like these are the rules that the game set out. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I thought it was a lot of fun. And uh, it was challenging at times, difficult at times, mostly trying to figure out where, where to go next. Um, but uh, once I did that, yeah, I was having a, I had a good time with it. But uh, then I just wanted to play like something linear, you know, not where you're moving all around and trying to figure out where to go all the time. So I just uh, picked up those Rad Racer games. And uh, Rad Racer 1, I hadn't really played that much when I was a kid. It was like an earlier Nintendo release and, you know, I just, I didn't have a Nintendo, so it kind of came and went before I got, you know, before I was able to start getting the games and that. And, um, I found it like, it was challenging. Like it was, it was, you know, it was difficult. And there was this, um, there's a couple of uh, cheat codes you could put into the game to one is to, um, finish where you start off. And the other one is to, um, basically restart the level like if you if you crash the game will start you back at the beginning of of race one but if you hold down um the b button and press start it'll start you at the 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 course that you're on so if you're on course five and you crash it'll kick you back to one if you just hit the start button but if you hit press down b in the start it'll start you at course five so there's that one and also when you turn on the nintendo you can select which level to play so i was playing like the game legit like going through, you know, every every race legit and making it to the end. Um, but then, like, you know, I'd run out of time or whatever. So I would have to, you know, uh, turn off the Nintendo and go do something else or whatever. Um, so I was, when I'd go back to the, the, um, to the game, I would, you know, put in the code to start at the level that I finished, I was finishing off at. Uh, so I did that and you know, I got to the last track and I went through the last track and I got to the ending and then the game just looped back to the beginning and there was no no credits or anything like that. Like nothing, no, nothing to say that you beat the game. I'm like, oh crap. So I went and looked online and I saw that there were credits in this game and that. So of course it turns out that if you use that code or whatever, it kicks you, it doesn't give you the ending. You have to play the game. You have to play the game through and beat every race legit all the way through. So I was pissed. Well, that's fair. <laughs> well, I was pissed about that because I'm like, I'm never gonna have time to do that. This is ridiculous. So um, I have uh, my. Uh, I, I leave my um, retro pie at work now, and uh, I was uh, at work, and uh, one night our um, we have these uh, cable boxes for the uh, for the hockey games, um, and they're all unlocked. Uh, like you can get all the uh, sports premium sports packages and that, so I can get every hockey game for the for our sports department. And uh, this one night, I, I come in and uh, all the channels are locked out. None of them are coming in. I'm like, oh man, this is this is craziness. So, you know, I've spent a half hour on the phone with the cable company and that I have no authorization codes or anything like that. So I email the boss. He's like, I'll take care of it tomorrow. And so then I email the sports department and they're like, okay, well, what it is, what it is. 
But uh, this freed up uh, an entire evening for, for me at work. So I'm like, hmm, I wonder if I can get through all those Rad Racer <laughs> levels now. So that's what I did. I, I made myself a nice little corner at work behind uh, behind the desk in case anyone walked in. I could just peek over the corner and see if anyone was there. And I just sat there and I zipped through all the levels in Rad Racer 1. So that was a just beat it. So I got my credits at the I end. I don't think I've ever played Rad Racer. It's fun. Um it's, uh, you know, it's, it's challenging. You know, it's one of those games that, you know, you got to use the old uh, reflexes and all that uh, to get around mm-hmm. the, the cars. And uh, there's, a, there's a good way to cheese. There's like some enemy cars that will just be in your way the whole time. Like they won't let you pass. Like if, if you're in the outside lane, they'll, they'll zip onto the outside lane. If you're in the center, they'll, they'll zip in there. Uh, so a good way to cheese them is if you're on the outs, if you come up on the outside lane, and uh, all you do is there's a, like there's like the sweet spot, and you'll know it after you after you play it a certain amount of times where you reach that car, and all you do is you just kind of deke left. That's a Canadian term in hockey where you deke left, like you make it like you're gonna go left, and you just go instead of fully committed to going all the way left, you just go a little bit left. And so that fools the car into thinking you're going in that lane. So he goes over in that lane. Then you zip back into the right and you, and you zip right past them. So that's my pro tip for Rad Racer. Those guys are giving you, giving you trouble. <clears throat> um, but it was a challenge. And then uh, after that, I decided, you know what? I'm going to play some Rad Racer 2. So I was a lot more familiar with Rad Racer 2. That was a game that uh, I think my one of my roommates in college had it. And uh, I used to play it all the time. And I don't think I, I had ever uh, finished it, but um, going back and playing it this time, it was like I, I, I was remembering everything from uh, play, playing it back in the day. And it had been forever since I played it. Uh, and in that game, it's a hell of a lot easier than Rad Racer 1. And I swear the very first course in that game is the toughest course because it's the longest. It takes you forever to get through that uh, first course, but once you get through that, the, the rest of them are are fairly easy. It handles a little bit differently, and you have a, a little power move uh, that you can do. Um, but other than that, it's it's fairly similar to the first one, just a little bit easier. And you can also do that with the enemies. You can do that cheesing move again, where you just you deke right right at that sweet spot. You just move move left a little, and then go back right. Or if he's on the other side, you move right a little and go back left. Uh, I don't know. Rad Racer just doesn't sound like a. I love them. I love racing like a games. Fun game. Oh no, they're fun. They're good times, and they're made by Square. <clears throat> the only racing game Square has ever made. Square like uh, Square Enix. Yep. Square Soft. That, yep. that Square. Before they were Square Enix, they were just Square. So before they were making hmm. uh, Final Fantasy games, they were making racing games like Rad Racer 1 and 2. And I wish they'd get back to it. It's it's really the Nintendo's version of uh, OutRun. It's the exact same game, almost. Yeah. yeah. Except it doesn't have branching I, paths. Honestly, I never got much into OutRun either. Oh, I love OutRun. Cool car, cool music, but eh. I, I could never get past like the first or, or second uh, trial there. Oh. Well, it just takes practice. Just like anything, takes practice. I don't know. I, I enjoy it. I love it. I thought about doing a game for them, but then I ended up playing like Super Punch Out. I mm. guess that doesn't work. No, it doesn't. You have to play an NES game. Yeah. 
So that's I got three of them done for those guys. I, I haven't picked another game yet. I'll see. There's some. They do have some more racing games on there, but I don't know if I want to play another one. I got some others. I got some other stuff to do. Anyways, it's so big and important, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I'm writing something. Uh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Well, I heard you talking about Rad Racer and all that. Okay, what's going on now? What's what's this uh, robot and spaceships? Oh, you're finally gonna let me talk about this. Is this modeling model kit building? Yes, it is. What I just want to say that I've let you. I, I you I usually have it on here and it ends up getting skipped. So I just want to say that I've finally had a little more time for it and I've been uh, I've been painting up uh, some of my Star Wars kits. I gotta finish some of those off and 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 I'm going I have to finish my Star Wars kits. And then I'm moving on to Gundam because I got a couple of robots I got to finish up. And after I do those, then I move on to the Star Trek model kits. So you're getting all so the, the crap out of the way, and then you'll be a, a prof proficient, prolific. I, I got to get my skills up, and then yes. you'll do the uh, Star Trek stuff properly. Yes, fortunately, uh, Star Wars ships are supposed to look like garbage, so I can <laughs> make my mistakes there. Right, get them all rough. Uh, but I'm enjoying it. It's a lot of fun. So um, now I saw you that you were taping up uh, a X-wing. So that an X-wing and a Y-wing, yeah. So you can paint them. So you can paint the exposed yes. parts. Are you using an airbrush for that? Uh, I'm actually going to try uh, a sponge for this. Where oh. I'm going to take. Yeah, because I'm not very good with the the brush strokes. I'm using acrylic paints, so they they tend to dry kind of fast. And if you're not very good with your brushes, then you you leave little uh, brush marks, little bristle marks in there, yeah. and it dries up. So I got to thin the paint just so. And I saw somebody using uh, a sponge, where there's a technique called the dry brushing, where basically you dip your paint in a brush, you wipe off like 90% of it on a paper towel. And then you have just a little bit left on that's kind of dry, and you rub it against the uh, the model, and that gradually does a little buildup of the color. But I'm going to use a little ripped piece of sponge instead and, hmm. and see how that works. So it's kind of like you just dab it. Just dab it. <laughs> okay. So right. I'm going to try that. Right. But, yeah, I do have the airbrush. Uh, I've, got, I've got some brushes. I've got a couple different things. It's a lot of fun. Sounds like playing uh, Star Trek Bridge Crew, though, would be a lot more fun with your friends online. I don't know. I, I, I sat there for like three hours yesterday taping up uh, these little eight-centimeter <laughs> model ships. And I had a blast. <clears throat> Take down a board cube. Come on. Who doesn't want to do that? I could, I could build a board cube. Uh, all right. Yeah. Do we got anything else? Uh, well, you read a book. I did. I read uh, Eric Idle's uh, autobiography, but I don't know. It was good. It was really good. I enjoyed it. Wait a minute. Didn't you have something else on here instead? No. Did you change this? I didn't change a thing. Didn't you have like a Phil Collins book or something? Oh, I read that too. Yeah. And that's uh, posted on buriedonmars.wordpress.com. You, must, you huh. must be thinking way back. But uh, yeah, I wrote a re I wrote a review of it. I talked about it though. I talked about uh, his George Harrison story, didn't I? Yeah, I, I did. 
I was I yeah. I just I remember seeing something on it. Yeah. I guess I confused the two. Oh. No, I did. I talked about that already. But Eric Idle, mm-hmm. I read his book as well, and uh, it was excellent. Very good. He knew uh, George Harrison uh, very well, as well. And uh, I didn't. I forgot about this, but George Harrison, uh, about a year before he died, uh, was attacked by uh, some uh, heroin addict in in his house. Uh, the guy attacked him with a knife, and uh, he was stabbed thirty times. Thirty. Yeah, and even some of them wow. like. He was showing Eric Idle, because him and Eric Idle were really good friends. And uh, he was showing, like, Eric, like, he even had exit wounds out the back. Like, the knife went right through him uh, Mm. a few times. And he had to fend him off for, like, 15 minutes before any security or uh, police had showed up to get this guy uh, off of him. But it was the only way he he had to protect his wife. And uh, so he was in the hospital for a long time. And uh, Eric Idle said he was convinced that that attack really took a lot out of him. And that's... That's how the, like, he wasn't, he didn't have the energy to fight the cancer. Because eventually mm-hmm. George Harrison died of cancer like a, a year later. That was crazy, though. That's nutsy. How does somebody like that get in your house? I don't know. I don't know. He, he like, there was no details about that. I should look up, look that up. And why it took so long. Like, you'd think, like, a guy like that would have some sort of security around. Why it took so long to get somebody in the house. But I, I don't remember that happening back in the day at all. But uh, yeah, it was quite uh, quite the tale. Big media cover up. No, I don't. Th- <laughs> I don't think uh, so. I think I just don't remember it for whatever reason. It was probably like the yakuza doing doing their cover up for their blue sky, black sky. What, what was it? But uh, I guess I could give a little tease. This will be a tease for our upcoming Monty Python uh, episode of Retro Film Dangle that I. Guess we'll be recording next week. No, the week after. We still got two weeks ago. Uh, but you'll miss uh, little anecdotes like this uh, from the Eric Idle book. Did you know that George Harrison had funded uh, The Life of Brian? Yes. Oh, because you read stuff? <laughs> yeah, well, I watched that um, uh, The Secret Life of Brian. It's oh, like okay. a, a thing about the thing. Did you know that he... Uh, actually mortgaged his house in order to finance that show? Yeah. Yeah, it's like the same story. Okay. All right, forget it then. I thought it would be interesting, but you know it already. Did you? Yeah, did you know this? Okay. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. You just stumbled across the Fandango trivia. It's a Monty Python question. I like your soundboard, by the way. It's very, yeah. very good. I yeah, did. you're going to get it every time. Okay, so this is a daily double. So what do I do? Do I wager points or what? Yeah, how much you want to wager? Well, how much can I wager? What's the maximum I can wager? What, what do you got? I don't know. <laughs> what you want. I don't know. Major Kira. Put a, I got Major Kira. Major Kira. Yeah, Major Kira. Major All right. Kira. I wager Major double Kira. Of- All right. Okay, uh, here we go. A restaurant scene in Monty Python's Flying Circus was the inspiration for this internet term. How much time do I have? A restaurant scene for this A restaurant scene in Monty Python's Flying Circus was the inspiration for this internet term. Do, 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 do. I'm trying to cliff clave in your way out of this one? I, I have no idea. 
I don't know. What is what is one kitchen that's never been in, in these people? <laughs> what is something that's never been said in my kitchen? <laughs> I, I have no idea. See, this one I don't more like for the listeners: a restaurant scene in Mighty Monty Python's Flying Circus was the inspiration for this internet term. I'm sorry, you have lost Major Kira. Ooh, Major Kira. Oh, you got her back. Major Kira. Good for you. The correct answer is yes. Spam. 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 The restaurant where they go and everybody spam, uh, spam, 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 spam. So email spam is like a direct thing. From because in the restaurant it was a mandatory serving, like you had to have spam with everything. So they took that as like, oh, every time you get all this junk that you don't want on the internet, spam. There boner. you go. Boner. That's what I got. Boner. Maybe I'll be your oh. boner. Fandango boner. Fandango boner boner. <laughs> you bite a baby. Okay. Uh, we got nothing left. <laughs> we got nothing left. Uh, don't forget to check out Film Dango. It's happening at the end of February. We're going to have a guest for it. Oh, yes. Yeah. We, we, we got another guest coming up for like a regular thing. Yeah, we do. We got a couple of guests. It's crazy. Uh, next month, though. Uh, the beginning of next month. Okay. So we saw oh, so it's like back to back the yeah. film dango and then the. Yeah, huh? it's going to be film dango and then a fan dango, and they're both going to have guests on it if everything works out. No promises. Really? Look at all out. these guests, these people that want to be here. Where were they when, when, when it was voting time? It's, <laughs> it does floor me, though. I, I've asked a couple of people to do some things for this show recently, and. Uh, it floors me every time when people are like, "Yes, no problem, I'll do it. I'd love to do it." I always think I'm gonna, I'm bothering people. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, yeah. Do, do you want to record with us on a Saturday? I know it's four o'clock, and that. And like, oh yeah, sure. Oh, I, and I'm like, really? Don't you have something better to do than us? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the only reason why we do it. We got nothing better to do. But it's nice. It's nice when that happens. Mm. It's very humbling. It is it's very. Uh, okay, so don't che- don't forget to check out our Monty Python uh, film Dango uh, to tune in to get ready. Watch the movies, watch them along mm-hmm. with us. Then comment in the forums about it. Uh, so we're going to be watching the Holy Grail, Life of Brian, and the Meaning of Life. I wonder if Duke has watched the Life of Brian yet. Nothing. We got, nothing from, we got nothing. Uh, you got nothing out of Richard. I also wonder if Duke has watched <laughs> the meaning of life. That's yes, yes that's, that's how a show works. Okay. Uh, yeah. Follow Retro Fandango on Twitter at Retro underscore Fandango. There's been some things on there that if you haven't been following, you missed. There's there was a meme last week. We had a meme. Oh on really? There. We had a meme. Richard didn't even see the meme because he doesn't no. pay attention. But it was good. It's probably playing with my starships. Um, what is it? Uh, what's the thing called? At Twitter. Retro underscore Fandango. No, I'm not even on the site yet. Uh, the Cartridge Club's longest running pure blood podcast <laughs> with its original host. And that's the only podcast with a boner. Boner. That's right. We're the only podcast with a boner. Fandango boner. Uh, forms, go check those out, cartridgeclub.org. There'll be a special place right there for episode 106 where you can comment on this episode. And that's it. 
That's all we got. I wonder how we how we got over a hundred episodes without a boner. Mm, nothing uh, really excited us enough mm. to have a boner. I I guess. One oh five. Oh hey, look at that! Is. I see I see a meme. Yeah, yeah. you're not gonna read the meme. It's not gonna be funny. To Listen, read it's it. really long too. Yeah, it Listen, is. That's why. It's... I mean, that's too bad. But uh, yeah, that's that's good. Oh wow, this is really long. Is it a long? Boner. <laughs> <clears throat> it looks like you just pulled the boner. 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 Okay. Fandango boner. Okay. Are we done? Is that it? Is that it for the show? Yeah, I All think right. so. Uh, good. I hope everyone liked it. We'll be here again next week. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs> You know what else I haven't played in a long time? We got these. Those are always fun. What would happen if you played, let's say, a boner clip? How about? Oh, okay. And then follow it up with, I don't know, some other random. Wait, wait. I got it. I got it. I got it. Okay, you ready? Okay. Here we go. It's going to be tricky, but I can do this. You bite a baby. Maybe I'll be your boner. No, no, wait. Hold on. Let me do this again. All right. Start. Forget that. Okay. Here we go. You bite a baby. Boner. Nom, 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 nom. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Okay. We can't top that. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> Goodbye. Dango.